Hi, Wes. It's good to be back with you for another episode. Yeah, here we are. New year and a new theme. Lovely. Yeah, I'm liking the sound of that. Um, And if you're joining us for the first time, um, obviously we're here with Wes and I'm Lisa. And we just take an opportunity here at Coffee Pods to chat through some of the issues um, that we may find in the Christian healing ministry as we're ministering to other people. Um, And you can also head on over to Acorn Christian Live on our YouTube channel to um, explore some of these topics a little bit further with your healing hub. Um, But to start off this series, um, we've been looking at, well, we're going to be looking at some of the supernatural things that God gets up to in our lives. Um, And the story that we were looking at over at Acorn Christian Live was from John chapter eight, which is most commonly known as the woman caught in adultery. (laughs) Um, So most uh, Christians would know this story. If you if you don't know this story, Wes, would you just give a really brief overview (laughs) Yeah, but Jesus is teaching, and uh, the uh, some the, some Pharisees and the teachers of the law they always feel as if they ought to, um, you know, be uh, have big brass band sounds as they march through because they always tend to be a bit of a, you know uh, an element with with them, and they drag a woman in front of Jesus and in front of the crowds. Um, she has been caught in adultery. Interesting enough, if they're caught in adultery, where's the man? They don't bring him. They just bring her. And they're going to use her to uh, try and trap Jesus into breaking their law so they can accuse him. Um, And it's really interesting. You know, I I think about the woman, you know, um, we often think that she must have been complicit and in an in agreement with the relationship and and that's possible actually but it's not a foregone conclusion because women in this culture were second-class citizens they had no rights i mean you know there's no way that you could be certain but i mean was she you know had had she been trapped had she been coerced we don't know but they just want to use her to uh, get to jesus Thank you. That's so helpful. And it also just highlights the importance of um, maybe learning a bit about the context of these stories that we look at. And you can, if you're part of a hub or you're just on your own, maybe just go and read the story, then come back to this podcast so you can feel a little bit more, um, I don't know, involved in the discussion. Um, But we're really here looking at the healing ministry of Jesus, aren't we, Wes? And um, earlier today, uh, you were letting me know your thoughts um on some of these areas i just want to give you an opportunity to expand a little bit about your your um feelings if there's any issues things like that okay i mean one of the interesting uh things is um obviously starting the healing academy lisa uh, it sounds really sort of like you know highly educational and, and it's it's not so much that we want to um you know uh, make it academic we we just really it's much more about how we see what we what we need to present but i had this thought the disciples that jesus first draws together they didn't have any of this and and i guess one of the things that's concerned me a little bit has been at times what felt like the professionalization of the christian healing ministry you know that yes it is right that we get understanding and i'll I'll talk about that perhaps in a moment but actually, in the end, to so create a, a system about how people experience healing 
that it becomes very much like um, a formula, that a, a, a practice that only certain people can do. And, and as I read the Gospels, it's clear that Jesus draws ordinary people and and to many um, folks looking at them. And in fact, the Pharisees and the, the Sanhedrin looked at the disciples and said, look, they're uneducated people. And, and that was part of the problem. How can these people do this? You know, and I began to reflect a little bit on the fact uh, that, you know, for the disciples, they didn't really know that much. But what they did know, I sort of think maybe knocks what I know into a cocked hat <laughs> simply because it was based on something completely different. So, for instance, um, yes, we would want people to be competent. Yet yeah, we want them to be compassionate as well, but we want them to be competent. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we would understand every possible eventuality and scenario and diagnosis and, and consequence and impact of praying for somebody. And actually, I was rather encouraged that God doesn't need us to do that. For most of us, we are going to be sitting, standing with somebody who needs us to simply pray for them and allow God to be God. So that was how I got this sort of thing that we are not, you know, I read a book just over Christmas and, and in the end it was about healing, Christian healing. And it was, it was quite academic and quite psychological, you know, and, and actually I, it, it made me then reflect and how I got into this sort of momentary grumble about what is it that we're trying to do? And what was it that Jesus had in his mind first when yeah. he sent the 12 out? And I think that is just so far from our current culture because culture for us, um, you have to be professional at anything, don't you? I mean, you think if you enjoy writing, you become a professional blogger or you could become a professional YouTuber or, you know, whatever it is, it's always getting that professional level. And I think a lot of that relies on our own ability um you know what we can learn how we can then put that into practice whereas when it's doing the work for christ the dependency isn't on ourselves is it no you're absolutely right and and i, I think you hit on the very thing that i realized that the disciples had that very often we can miss and that's that word dependency they were completely dependent on two things it seems to me one was that they'd been with jesus you know, so they'd they they lived and experienced the reality of who he was and what he was doing. But it their other dependence was on his word. He 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 said, Go do this. And and it wasn't, well, I'll go and do it if I understand it all and if I feel I can cope with it all. They went out and did it. In fact, they were so surprised as well that they came back and said, Master, you know, even the demons are subject to us. And Jesus says, no, no, that's not the point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I, I guess part of the thing that we're wanting to look at is to, to rediscover afresh that, and, and I appreciate it sounds simplistic for people, but that simple dependency on the person and the word of Jesus is enough. Even though I don't necessarily and I don't have to understand every implication and every possible scenario that could be affecting this person, because God does, and, and I don't necessarily need to know. No, it's a quick question, and I hope it makes sense. But um, you, you talk about developing understanding, 
rather than creating um, like a formula when yeah. we come to minister with people. Now, we are known here at ACORN to train people, aren't we, in, in ministry. So some people could think, actually, that in our training, there must be some formulas within our training. Um, or what are we doing different? Are we doing anything different? I think uh, it's, it's a great question. I, I, I don't think there are too many formulas in it, because <laughs> if, if I'm really honest, um, starting out this year, I feel like we're stepping onto virgin territory. We're, we're stepping out into a path that we've never really walked before. Um, and, and I think the thing that I would say about ACORN, and, and I love about ACORN as, as, a, as a theological environment, is it's more to do with asking good questions than having neat, cliched answers. So, uh, for instance, in the in the healing academy, that's you know the, the the issue is is simply to give people sufficient um, language and concepts and 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 conversations to, to to go and seek out from God and from the Holy Spirit how this thing works where they are, rather than saying if you do this and say these words, this will happen. Yeah. And and so I think in a sense, you know, and and I can imagine. Um, the the disciples uh, getting things wrong as we do, and of course, what, one of the stories is the, uh, the the demonized boy when Jesus comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration. They got all that completely wrong, you know. <laughs> but actually, I, I love the fact that Jesus says, "Okay, come on, let's let's work this out." And so, th- for me, in in the school of healing that was, and the healing academy that's that, that is now this year, we're wanting. To, to have the conversations that help us discover and learn what God is trying to get us into. I love that. And it, it's sort of like, um, I imagine the difference that if you went to some sort of formal training on, on anything, it might end with like a pop quiz, mightn't it? That you you need to sort of look back on what I've learned. And, and the difference, I suppose, with what we're doing and with what other ministries are doing as well is we're drawing people into a place of discipleship. Um, that, that's an ongoing journey um beautiful yeah have you ever been tempted to write a book where's about this oh my word uh, do you know people have asked me that and i've been you know i i've been um i don't know tempted is the word i thought mm, you know should i and then of course I, I haven't and the reason is because a man called jordan Seng, S-E-N-G, who's a pastor in Hawaii, and that's a gig, if you could have that one, I guess, in a sense. But he's written um, he's written a book uh, called, um, oh gosh, is it Supernatural Work? Is it mi- the Miracle Work. Miracle, Miracle yeah. Work. And actually, the reason I haven't written a book is that he wrote it. That's the book that I would have liked to have written. And actually, if you're listening, Miracle Work by Jordan Seng. Um, it's, it's a lovely read. Please get hold of that. It, it's a great book. But um, I was just reading some of his stuff, Lisa, um, and he, he has this thing which is, is called The Life of Try, uh, T-R-Y. And he says, God hasn't called us to be successful. He said, God has called us to try because that is the life of faith. And actually, that's absolutely true. That in, even in the Acorn Healing Academy, um, and, and you know, and for those who are part of it, um, we're just trying to follow Jesus. 
Um, I, 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 I love the fact that we call ourselves practicing Christians, and I certainly am a practicing Christian because I'm definitely trying to get it right, you know, um, and not always succeeding. But in the healing ministry, um, God just wants us to try. He says, okay, come on, you be the one to pray. And, and the thing that's encouraged me as I've reflected on this is that Jesus took people who would have normally been excluded from that process. And he, and he taught them, empowered them, and gave them authority to go and do it. But they didn't suddenly become PhDs in healing. You know, they just went out with all their weaknesses and fears, and they just went to obey Jesus. So um, I love the life of try. I think that might be my thing this year. I'm going to like live the life of try. Just to say, Lord, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do it. And, of course, people like Thomas Merton had a very similar um, attitude. Lord, I, I don't know whether I'm getting this right, but I, I'm trying yeah. to do it. You know, And so that, that was the thing about the healing ministry, that as we try to follow what Jesus has done, we're just having to depend on him. That's one of Wimber's thing, wasn't it? Depend on yeah. him, depend on him, depend on him. And just say, Lord, w- with the best understanding and revelation I've got now, I'm just going to step out and obey you. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's going to work, but this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads us back to, um, well, part of the story that we were looking at at Equal Christian Life, where there's just this um, sort of unraveling of grace for this woman um, but it's the same for all of us. Like you say, if if we try, grace is still there for us for those times that maybe we don't get it right or, you know, we slip up a little bit. Yeah, it, it is. And it's fact, isn't it funny? We often, um, uh, th- there was a song we used to sing way, way back in, in the early days of the charismatic movement. And it said, um, Father, I place into your hands the things I cannot do which is great. You know, you think, yeah, yeah. But actually, my problem is I need to place into the Father's hands the things that I can do, yeah. okay? because otherwise I'm not living out of faith or grace. I'm living out of my formula that says I know how to do this. And I think that's part of the, I mean, the woman who was caught in adultery, you know, in that story, what on earth did she think as this unraveled in front of her? as the men who were using her to get to Jesus themselves got undone in, 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 in almost in a similar way, the way that she'd been undone, they'd been caught out. And the only difference I can see between them, Lisa, is that these Pharisees and teachers of the law refused the grace that Jesus was offering them. And of course, grace is getting things you don't deserve, getting the unexpected from heaven. And when it came round to her, and that beautiful line, when Jesus says, you know, woman, where are they that condemn you? And she says, sir, there's none. And I have wondered whether she worked out that Jesus was the only person who could condemn her, but he was the only person who wouldn't condemn her. That's grace. And so as we go into this, this year of the Healing Academy, um, I just want to encourage everybody, we're going to do it by grace, just by God's kindness to us that we don't deserve or expect. But then suddenly it comes and finds us. And I think I could live the life of try like that. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And it, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, yeah, I want to do that, too. Um, obviously, you, you don't have to come to any of our events, um, but we do have um, on the 5th of February, I think it is. 
Um, we've got um, the Healing Academy that you can come along to where we'll just be exploring this a bit further. And next week for our episode of Coffee Pods, we're going to be looking together at prayer. Um, so we hope that you can tap in for that. Um, but Wes, as usual, it'd be great if you could pray for everybody. Father, thank you that you know that in our hearts we genuinely do want to do the right thing and we're seeking after that righteousness that is part of the kingdom of god and lord you know i don't always get that right but lord thank you that you meet me with unexpected love and kindness and grace and so for all of us today lord for those who are listening and living through sickness of body or mind and spirit. Lord, send us unexpected kindness and grace today. I pray for it today. Lord Jesus, let your unexpected kindness and grace come now upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Wes. And thank you guys for tuning in. And if you do like what you're listening to, if you're enjoying these free resources um, that we are providing for healing hubs and individuals, um, you can support us uh, now by simply buying us a cup of coffee. Um, I personally like a flat white. Wes, what do you like? Um, yeah, I'll go for a flat white too. Two flat whites, that's perfect. But no, if you feel like you'd like to support this, there's no pressure, but that is a, a fun little way that you can do so. So we look forward to catching you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>